welcome to the MPI Potomac podcast. This is where you get to hear your voices of the MPI Potomac chapter. Today, we're really excited to hear from some of our presidents that have served during the pandemic. We have Shelley Vassar-Gilliam, CMP, SEPC, and Devin Lewis, CMP, CEM, DES, who will speak about what it was like to lead during this transition because we don't like to call it pivot, <laughs> but they're going to uh, be uh, interviewed by Nancy Rosenbaum with Visit Alexandria, and I'll let uh, Nancy take it from here. Thank you, everyone, for being part of the call. Thank you so much, Troy, and I'm so pleased to be having a conversation um, with two women that I respect immensely. So thank you both, Shelly and Devin, for joining us today for the second MPI Potomac Chapters podcast. So we'll start our conversation with the elephant in the room, the pandemic. I've been most impressed with the leadership that has come forward in all areas of our industry, but specifically the MPI Potomac chapter. It's been incredibly motivating to me personally and professionally to see Devin's smiling face and words of encouragement during what was and is still a monumental crisis for our industry. So I'd like to start with you, Devin. You obviously took the post prior to learning of the pandemic. What was going on through your head when things started to unfold? A range of emotions, Nancy. Um, anything from, you know what, this too shall pass. Um, oh, this may be a little bit of a blip on the screen. You know, hopefully um, we will um, have some residual that will fall over into my year, but um, I, I had a full game plan of how my year was going to go and um, leading during a time of a pandemic did not, uh, was not included in, in that. So uh, very interesting process um, of going from A to Z, Z to A, but rest assured the entire year, I think I probably touched every emotion humanly possible. I can certainly understand that. I think we all did. Um, you know, and as this began back in fall, uh, what were you looking at and realizing that, you know, I can't do this anymore. Our membership isn't going to be able to do this. So you had to learn to really let go of some things. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think my biggest lesson um, during that time was that I can't be all things to all people. Um, aside from being a chapter president at the time, um, I also um, had to um, work in a situation where my team had been diminished and um, I was one of very few that was um, left to uh, carry the football forward. So for me, it was a, uh, a double whammy in a sense. Um, mourning the loss of my colleagues, my friends, my industry's friends and planners, but also realizing that I had a sense of responsibility to work as hard as I could to make sure that there was something for them to come back to. And we were just speaking about that a little bit before about you know, the friends and the colleagues that were furloughed and um, not just the MPI member, but really across the country and the world, um, everyone having to take different positions. And in future podcasts, we are gonna talk and elaborate a little bit more about that. Um, but you know, as you were just talking about some of this, I'm, I'm sure you had fears like the rest of us, um, you know, even yourself personally, you know, will you still have your job? 
And what did you do, you know, in that quiet time? What did you do to get over those fears? I learned how to meditate um, and be still, which is very hard for someone like me that um, pretty much fills every second of, of my space. Um, just closing my eyes, clearing my mind, and just being still. Hard thing to do, but when you do it <laughs> repetitively, you, you learn that there are, um, there are attributes to being able. It, it helps to quiet your mind. It helps to quiet your thoughts. It helps you to be able to think clearly. And truly during a, a time like this, you have to be able to think clearly. Um, it's very easy for you to get sidetracked. There are many things that are happening and that are going on. And you want to be able to focus on each and every situation and scenario one thing at a time. And I can't agree more. I mean, I think that was something we all kind of took away was we had this opportunity to have the quiet time in the midst of all this chaos. Um, and, and thank you for sharing that. I know it was really difficult for all of us to stay connected during what was um, a Zoom um, time of, in our lives. And you talked also a little bit about some of the virtual happy hours we did and the networking events. Did you have any concerns about the sponsor support um, during this time period, losing money? And, and to that point, what did you do to keep um, the chapter afloat? The uh, financial bearing of the chapter uh, was always at the top of my mind. Um, very important to make sure that um, we find new and innovative ways to be able to bring money into the chapter with uh, the furloughs, with the layoffs happening. It quickly became apparent to me that a lot of the uh, sponsors that had verbally um, given me um, their word that they would support me and the chapter, um, those things were not going to happen. So we had to get innovative. Um, we had to think outside of the box. Um, we had to um, really connect with the people that were left and um, just say, hey, listen, you've supported this chapter in the past. Um, is there any way that you could support this chapter? Um, and maybe not to the extent that you have before, but um, we need everybody. We need everybody all in in order for this thing to work. Um, we had a brainstorming session during one of our board meetings and everyone was supposed to come to the table with some sort of innovative idea of something that we weren't already doing in order to bring money into the chapter. Um, we um, figured out a, a very unique way of selling um, masks. We, partnered with a, a minority business owner um, who hand sews them. And um, she partnered with us. She created a few prototypes and voila, our mask game was born. And I had one was of very successful in the end. <laughs> um, and we kind of wrapped it up a little bit, thought that we weren't going to need them anymore. But guess what? MPI yes. masks are still for sale. Well, and funny about that, because I loved my mask and I'm regretting not getting the purple one, but I feel like there's going to be another chance to get the purple one that I wanted. Um, but that actually brings us to a great point. And Shelly, I wanted to transition over to you now. Um, we talked a lot the other day about your term 
and um, what it means to you. And um, I want to touch on the Delta variant in a minute, but could you tell us and elaborate, you know, what is going through your head now that, you know, you have become a president during um, this pandemic? Yeah, thank you so much, Nancy and, and Troy as well um, for inviting us uh, to speak on, on this second episode. There's a lot going through my mind, just like uh, as Devin uh, pointed out as well, everything from our members. And I think first and foremost, as a membership organization, I am always thinking of the people first. And so um, our members are top of mind, what they're going through, whether they have jobs, um, whether they're even able still to um, continue their membership within this organization. Uh, whether they've moved on to other uh, sectors or fields because there were at one point limited opportunities um, in hospitality and there still are to some extent, but at least there are organizations that are hiring. Um, I'm thinking of our smaller um, operators and, and, and supplier partners, um, those who are in smaller destinations, those who uh, can't turn or transition so easily because they don't have the big coffers. So there's a lot to think of. I'm thinking of our budget as well, um, uh, our budget being our chapter's budget. I'm thinking of what benchmark uh, we're setting for um, any of the other chapters as uh, Potomac happens to be the largest chapter. So there's a lot to consider here. Uh, we have 18 members on our board. So I'm constantly um, you know, reaching out, whether it's through email or text or, or a call or what have you, but just making sure people are, are okay. Shelly, I can appreciate all of that and um, completely understand. And as we're heading into now, what looks to be the second wave of the Delta variant, um, you know, taking into account everything that you just talked about, talking about the vaccines versus vaccination, what are some solutions that you have ahead for your membership? Yeah, you know, we were uh, progressing uh, there for a brief period of time where we were moving forward, um, jobs were opening up, opportunities were opening up. I, I think we still see some of that. Uh, we were starting to see folks return to in-person uh, programs and events. Uh, we were starting to see us kind of emerge, if you will, from what had been well over a year of being, um, you know, sort of uh, attached or in our homes or in our communities and not going um, very, very far. So we started seeing travel pick up and, and a lot of other things. I think as we are all, um, you know, reading, uh, reading information, listening to professional uh, you know, medical uh, infectious diseases professionals, um, as well as absorbing all of that information. Um, there is a difference in having the vaccine and then getting vaccinated. And we understand that, that difference. Um, but we also understand that there's a wealth of information out there um, from various uh, sources. And I, I think um, as we look forward in um, MPI Potomac, we are hosting an event, uh, an educational program on September 30th at the Capitol Hilton that uh, will include GBAC, which is the Global Bio-Risk Advisory Council, who will come and talk with us about their uh, program elements, as well as, um, you know, these are real professionals, uh, scientists who uh, understand forensic science and understand how 
um, how we can prepare for and move through and really recover from, um, which is which is their mantra, their mission, uh, recover from um, uh, pandemics and, and bioterrorism and different opportunities like where we are today. There's also additional resources on MPI Global uh, that are available to anyone, not just MPI members. And what do you recommend um, for some of your members to get more involved, let's say, in the process of um, transitioning during a, a pandemic? How many opportunities will they have? And, and what do you suggest a member should do in order to you know, get connected, uh, read up on what they need to know about these vaccines and some of the policies that are going to be coming forth? Uh, what are some of the advice that you're going to give your members? Yeah, so um, for anyone who's heard me uh, speak before a few times, whether uh, video or during Evening of the Stars after our board installation, I talked all about getting involved, becoming actively involved in the chapter, that that's the way to get the most out of your membership. I talked a lot about raising your hand, which uh, folks aren't able to see me do right now, but I am raising my hand um, for sure. And um, I would thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you to anyone else who is interested in joining a committee, in stepping up and being a sponsor, um, in, in raising your hand in those other ways. If you're looking to learn more information, I did, I just mentioned a few sites where you can do that. Um, MPI Global, uh, the uh, site being one of them, um, the World Health Organization, uh, GBAC, Global Biorisk Advisory uh, Council, as well as uh, the CDC. But we're all hearing this information. Um, we are putting out information as much as possible. Um, as, um, as MPI and MPI Potomac. Uh, we will host an event, um, uh, other events coming up soon where uh, folks will be able to learn more about uh, what it means to be in person and uh, what that looks like now for the future because it does look different than it did before. So as we look at the, as, as we look at the, um, uh, the, the potential of the Delta variant, I think um, what we should consider is, is not regressing, but progressing. And how can, we, how can we move past even the Delta variant? And, and those are great words of advice to the members and some good um, tips on how to get better involved. Uh, Devin, um, you know, as Shelly is speaking, it makes me think of what words of advice that you would give her as she uh, begins her tenure. So one thing that I know about my dear friend Shelly is she will always be prepared. Um, I love the fact that in her preparedness, um, she is concerned as I was and all of the previous predecessors before us about our membership and making sure that we provide an opportunity for them to network and also to be educated. Um, my dear friend Shelly is prepared. She's up for the challenge. And I know that she's also, if she needs the advice, she absolutely will raise her hand and say, hey, do you have a minute? Let's have a conversation about it. Do you guys talk a lot via text messaging and emails? And how often would you say you connect with each other now? Lots of lots of text messages, um, some emails, um, and a regular phone call that we have put in place, and that is just um, for 
her to keep me abreast of what's going on and also for me to check on her to make sure that she has what she needs. Shelly, do you have anything that Devin's been doing, um, you know, through the MPI pandemic period that you'll continue through uh, for this season? Yes, actually, um, starting with this podcast. Uh, she started this podcast uh, last uh, term, and so we're going to go ahead and continue that. And I know you all have a whole schedule ahead of you, um, uh, the first and third Wednesdays of the month, so we're excited about that. I think the redesign of Reconnects um, and how our annual conference looks going forward um, with uh, even additional opportunities to engage. So we're gonna, we're gonna keep moving forward with the redesign that occurred under her term and, or in her term and um, continue to seek ways where we can um, engage and re-engage uh, folks who may not be in person, but may be able to join us otherwise. I think our diversity equity and initiative uh, program, uh, which I remember when that started because I was on the task force about four years ago uh, under uh, initially under, I think, Leslie Connolly, a past president, and then Caitlin Felix, also a past president, and then our mentoring program. Uh, we're going to continue that kicked off uh, in the spring of this year. We're going we're to continue that as well uh, going forward because we've really seen a lot of uh, progress in that. Devin, anything you want to add that you want to see um, kind of reappear that went away during COVID? No, I mean, other than our meeting face-to-face, um, on a regular basis. That was probably the biggest thing that went away. But as Shelly mentioned, we were able still to thrive um, and offer the membership um, alternative options of being able to volunteer, being able to participate, um, and being able to connect with one another. I can definitely see some connection with you, both of you. And of course, you know, we have Anthony that uh, we'd love to hear from. Um, and as he began um, his presidency with the pandemic, but now that you're in this exclusive club of being an MPI president, what would you say, Devin specifically, how would you say that it's changed you? I think that it really has helped me to um, think more well-roundedly, and I know that's not a word, but it's a Devon word, um, but just, um, and more succinctly, um, it also has helped me to learn how to make sure that I always have a plan B, and also that I, self-care is important, and that I need to take care of myself, as they say on the airplanes, put your mask on first, and then assist the person next to you. And I think that that's really important as a leader, if we are being looked to um, for guidance and, um, and we also need to be able to show um, that we are empathetic to everything that is happening mm -hmm. around us and to everyone. Yeah. And Shelly, how about you? I mean, we, we chat a lot about this gift of leadership. And now that you're entering in your term and, um, you know, now you really will be relying on a lot of those internal gifts that you have, you know, what are you most looking forward to? Continuing to serve our membership, I think is the most important uh, to me. Um, my purpose is to inspire, empower, and positively influence people. Um, helping people thrive is what I do. And so in the capacity that I am, I look at it as a capacity to serve. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that through this next, uh, through this next uh, several months in this year. 
Devin, any parting words that you have for us as we wrap up our podcast? MPI Potomac is an inclusive community <laughs> for those that want to be a part. There is something for everybody at MPI Potomac. And I hope that all of our members, even during this time, find a way to get engaged, find a way to volunteer, ask questions. As Shelly says, raise your hand, get involved, because we can only push the envelope forward and make sure that this organization thrives if we have people that are willing to support and stand in the gap. How about you, Shelly? Yeah, I just want um, our, our planners and our uh, partners to just check on one another, love on one another, send each other cards, text messages, emails, reach out. You do it anyway, but do it now where it matters so very much when we check on each other. And I would just encourage us all to do that, especially at this time. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you, Devin. And I'm Nancy Rosenbaum with Visit Alexandria. And this concludes the MPI Potomac Chapters podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you to our uh, presidents um, who have served us so well during this pandemic. Remember, everybody, you can listen to the MPI Potomac podcast on the first and third Wednesday of each month. We look forward to hearing from you. If you have any ideas for topics or speakers that you think would benefit our chapter, don't hesitate to reach out.